Hello and welcome to the Collaborative Business Podcast. My name is Peter Simons and I'm your host. Collaborative businesses are on the rise, and this is the Collaborative Business Podcast, a podcast that will help you find answers and provides useful insights to the best ways of working together in partnerships, alliances, and many other kind of business-to-business collaboration. Here's your host. My guest today is the CEO of Partners in Excellence, Dave Brock, and what you will hear today is the importance of shared values, shared visions, Shared resources, shared rewards, and shared risk. And Dave will explain all about this importance. Let's welcome Dave to the conversation. Well, hello, Dave. Welcome to the Collaborative Business Podcast. Thanks, Peter. I really appreciate the invitation. uh, I've listened to some of the other podcasts, so I'm honored to be invited to this one. I'm very happy to have you as a guest, uh, Dave. It has been, we we just in the pre-chat concluded that it must have been four years since we last seen each other and uh, a couple of years less since we last spoke. Uh, We follow each other on on the social media. We know who we are and what we do. But our listeners probably, well, I hope many of them do know who you are. But before we dive into our conversation of today, why don't you introduce yourself uh, to our listeners? Who is Dave Brock and what do you do? Oh, well, that, that's not as... I'll give you the short version of that, Peter. I, uh, I, my name is Dave Brock. I run a company, called, a, a boutique consulting company called Partners in Excellence. There are about 15 of us scattered through the world, and we primarily focus on helping our customers reach and engage their customers more effectively and more efficiently. So we tend to work with a lot of organizations on their overall business strategies, on their sales and marketing and customer engagement strategies. And because alliances and collaboration are such a core part of really being effective in the business world these days, we spend a lot of time working with our our, our clients on their uh, on, on developing effective uh, alliances, learning how to collaborate more effectively, both internally and through the, the ecosystems they exist in. Okay, thank you. And you already mentioned the word alliances. In the preparation, I looked at your website and at the about page, I what I often do, I, I quickly scan and to control F to find certain words. And I found the word partners, uh, I think, 19 times on your about page. So partnership is, is clearly a partner and partnership is clearly at the core of your, uh, your company. Now, before we go any further, what is for you a strategic alliance or, or how would you define strategic alliances and partnerships? Well, um, you know, Partnerships and alliances are, are, are things that kind of are at the core of how everybody works um, these days. I get a little bit distressed that uh, we toss around the term partnering very, very, very lightly because it seems to be a fashionable word to say. But when we look at, at effective partnering and effective uh, alliances, we really uh, – 
look at, at kind of this mathematical equation we've developed. Uh, as, as a physicist by training, I tend to reduce a lot of things to mathematical equations. So, you know, we look at this concept of, of SR, and if you think of that in parentheses, cubed uh, times SV squared uh, is as being kind of the foundation. And what that means is effective partnerships and alliances are really based on, on, on shared uh, resources, uh, shared rewards, shared risks, but that's all accompanied, uh, multiplied by needing to have a, a shared vision and shared values. You know, so we look at those kind of five elements, uh, risk, rewards, resources, vision, and values as being core. And if they're out of balance in a relationship, you know that something's going to something's not going to be right. So if, if we have different value systems or different visions of what we're trying to achieve together, we'll never be effective. If we don't share kind of both the, the how we do that, the risks of what we're doing, um, and the rewards, somebody's going to feel cheated in the relationship, and so the, the alliance or the partnership might not be, be right. So as we start looking at that, at uh, partnerships and alliances, there are those five elements that are really core to it. And if we don't get those right, uh, we won't be effective in, in what we're trying to achieve. So that's the, the core and it's really the foundation for creating a successful alliance or a successful partnership. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a lot of people get confused about it. You know, we talk about shared. That doesn't necessarily mean equal. Um, and, but that's part of as we're forming the alliance and forming the partnerships, that's part of what we need to define up front. You know, too many people, I think, rush into it, but partly because partnerships and alliances are so fashionable. Too many people rush into this um, without the right foundation. And, and just like you build a house or, or build a building, if you don't have the right foundations, the rest of the structure won't sustain itself. No. I agree. And, and so from that perspective, are you? do people always realize that they need to involve you to help build the foundation? Or do they only knock on your door when they realize that the foundation is not stable? I, I wish the former were true. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, I think we tend to get involved in the latter more often. It's, it's you know, too, so often we have people that are coming to us and saying, uh, I have a particular partnership or an alliance that just doesn't seem to be accomplishing anything. Or, you know, or what we're trying to do with our partnership and alliance programs just isn't working. What's wrong? So usually, you know, usually what happens is we get involved when, when, you know, people are down the road in, in some sort of uh, program or with a specific alliance, and they're not achieving the objectives that they want. You know, and sometimes we come in and, and say, you know, hopefully we can find ways of repairing it. Sometimes uh, we can't. And, you know, we have to really work with, with people to say, you know, should we continue with this alliance? Is it in the best interests of all the parties involved to keep moving forward? And is there a shared commitment um, uh, to moving forward in the right way? 
or if there isn't, then it probably makes sense to stop it. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the shared vision, the shared commitment you mentioned a couple of times, is it's really important as a, uh, a foundation. Over the past weeks, I've seen that in a couple of situations, and probably that's why I'm bringing it up, that we see that we we need to have we need to agree on the objectives for a partnership, but we don't necessarily have to have the same objectives. We can agree that our objectives are different, but are still shared when it comes to creating a partnership. What's your view? I, I I think um, I think that each party in a, a partnership will have. Uh, somewhat different objectives. Um, I, I think, you know, the kind of the overall shared goal or shared vision of what we're trying to achieve is very critical. But within that that context, you know, there will be some differences, some differences in priority, some differences in 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 why we're involved, and so on and so forth. So, so you know, a, a strong partnership. Um, uh, just like a, a strong marriage accommodates kind of those differences um, in in what we're trying to achieve, but still keeps kind of at the core of it. This is this is what we're trying to achieve together, and this is why we're choosing to do it together rather than separately. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at your own business, you said that you are with fifteen around the world. Mm-hmm. How important yep. is collaboration in that aspect? Um, collaboration is is really important. I mean, because we're 15 people and we're scattered around the world, we tend to do a lot independently. Um, but at the same time, we rely on each other to, to really bounce ideas off of each other, to support each other in certain projects and so on and so forth. What, uh, you know, for me as the CEO of the organization, it's really important that um, that the people that are involved in the company, our partners, are, you know, share the vision that, that I've established for the company and share the way we want to work with our clients. You know, we... we um, uh, uh, call ourselves partners in excellence, and what that means is we want to partner with our clients in achieving business excellence and performance excellence. You know, and so that requires a certain way of, of working with each other, but it also requires a certain way of how we engage our clients and who we engage. And, and you know, if if we go after clients that don't share that same kind of passion or same vision that we have, we're not likely to be as successful as we can for them and with them as we might, uh, as we should be. Uh, so getting people that are aligned to that kind of core vision, that core set of values of how we hold our clients and how we work with them and how we engage with them is most critical. And then kind of sharing what we learn as we go through projects uh, helps us, you know, to continually learn and continue to develop our own personal capabilities and the value that we can bring our customers. Very interesting to, to zoom in a little bit on, on that part of collaboration within your own organization. So, because 
15 people around the world will bring some challenges in collaborating. So you mentioned already that everybody is a little bit on their own, but still working together. How do you mm -hmm. organize that? Well, I mean, what we do is we, we leverage technology and tools uh, tremendously. So, you know, things like we're on Skype right now. We use Skype religiously. We have some internal systems for sharing knowledge and, and sharing what we're doing um, um, uh, with our clients, questions that we're having and so on. So uh, because all of us at, at any one time, we're probably scattered uh, in places that aren't our, our, our home bases, but someplace around the world. So uh, from a time zone point of view, sometimes it's very difficult to talk, certainly getting all 15 people in one conversation. So we don't tend to have many of those. Maybe a, a few times a year we'll meet together in one place and spend a few days. But we really leverage technology. Uh, we leverage um uh, knowledge sharing systems and so on, uh, uh, so that we keep each other up to date. Okay. And when you, when you start working together, how do you select your, your partners, your employees? Um, well, the, the, the first thing is, is kind of, uh, uh, the value system. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the kind of, shared shared vision shared values for what we're trying to do as individuals what we're trying to do with our clients and you know as we look at at, at our own value system as an organization um, you know we have a, a, a few kind of guidelines one is is we want to have a profound impact and make a difference on our clients. We're not the kind of consulting company that wants to go do a study that sits in a nice binder on somebody's bookshelf, but they never implement it. But we want to work with clients who want to engage us in their businesses to help them achieve some extraordinary goals. You know, that's a, a part of kind of collaboration and, and partnering is that, that, we work with some of the smartest people in the world who are dealing with some of the most challenge, biggest challenges in business, business strategy, sales and marketing in the world. And so nobody can, has all the answers. So we have to come together and say, how do we leverage each other's experiences to come up with the right answers? So as a consulting company, we, we know we're smart. We know we have a lot of experience. But we need people with the mentality that says, we want to make a difference. We want to have an impact on people. And part of that impact is to be able to work collaboratively. The second uh, uh, key value that we have is beyond making a difference for our clients is uh, we tend to work hard, very, very hard, and we play very, very hard. So we want to have fun at what we do, and we want to engage with customers who want to who who want to have fun as that process. Third thing we want to do is we want to continually learn from each other and from our customers, you know, because that's what keeps us fresh. That's what keeps us bringing new ideas to our clients and so on. And fourth, and, and it's frankly a distant fourth, is we want to make money. Uh, we found if we do the first three things very, very, very well, we always make money. 
So as I look at, at people to join our company, it's really people that have that value system, that have demonstrated that value system in our, our past work efforts. You know, as they come on board, they demonstrate that value system uh, in their initial engagements with clients. If they don't, you know, they'll know that they don't fit, you know, and they'll want to go someplace else or, or will agree that they should go someplace else. Yeah. Uh, so for us, it's that value system that's most important. And that's similar to what you mentioned in the beginning when we spoke about alliances, that also for our customers, the shared value system is important. Right, right. No, if, if again, if you have any of those elements kind of out of whack, um, you know you're in for trouble. Yeah. So would you like to share a, a partnership, an alliance or a collaboration that you have been involved in that was for you the best learning experience and, and taught you the most on the topic? Uh, yeah, and I'll share a client experience. And since it's... Uh, um, 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 I'll share a client experience because every every engagement we get into is really a collaborative learning experience with our clients. Uh, and I'll actually share a not very pleasant one. Um, uh, it's a, a client experience where um, we failed and and where um, ultimately we we actually fired the client. The client kept wanting to have us engaged, but we ended up firing the client. And it, it was a situation where uh, it was a very, very troubled company. Um, they had gone through some years of, of decline and years of kind of struggling around their strategy and what they wanted to do. Um, and uh, they had engaged us to, to really talk about, you know, some some fundamentally new business strategies. Um, and, um, and so we were early in kind of the courtship process of defining a, a project to work with them. Um, and I, we started noticing some things going awry uh, is that, and, and basically what we saw are some elements of, of our equation going way out of balance. I mean, I think we had, a shared vision about what the end objectives were. We had very, very different views of how we get to those objectives. Um, I think uh, where we, where I started seeing the real danger signs is we didn't have shared values. Um, they had, um, uh, they had a view of their customers which was one that was customers are strictly a source of revenue. Um, and, you know, and if you treat your customers strictly as a source of revenue, uh, you won't be successful over the long term. And we were trying to get them to say, to recognize this is, is you, uh, what customer centricity is, what customer experience is, what excellence in performing with your customers really is. And we really couldn't get them aligned uh, around that vision. They were just focused on what was in it for them in their own values and so on and so forth. And so as we started getting clearer to kind of the, closer to the kickoff of, um, of the project, I noticed that we were, we were 
we were politely arguing or politely disagreeing or politely avoiding talking about these critical differences between what we believed important for success and they believed important for success. And fortunately, at, at one point I just said, this isn't going to be successful. Maybe it's not that they were right or wrong, but we couldn't be successful with them. And, and at that point, we terminated the relationship and, and basically fired them. Um, and, uh, and I think, I think, you know, I think at the same time, the CEO of the organization said, uh, was uncomfortable as well. So I, I think we, it's more kind of a mutual agreement that this wasn't the right thing to do, you know, and that's something, you know, too often we as, as business people end up, uh, chasing the dollars, the euros, um, the yuan or yen or whatever the currency might be, uh, and we don't look at the fundamentals of what drives success and um, and what drives uh, drives business over the long term, and so we enter into a lot of things that ultimately we fail. We fail to produce the results we should produce with our customers and our clients. Um, and that impacts us over the long term, both from a reputation point of view, a revenue point of view, and a profitability point of view. Thank you for sharing a failure. Most people don't share their lessons from a failure. They, they are holding back when it comes to sharing failures, but like to share only the successes. And I think we, we learn the most from the failures we make. When you look back to Absolutely, this, and we shouldn't be embarrassed by it. We should no. just learn from it and move forward. So. And so when you look back to it, and at hindsight, could you have prevented this situation from happening? I, I don't think we could have. I, I, I think we probably could have shortened the process by really recognizing the signs of disconnect really in our basic value systems. Um, uh, and the signs of disconnect were, were really very, very obvious from the very beginning. And I think, you know, perhaps, um, you know, being hopeful, we're always hopeful that we can change um you know, maybe change a point of view or, or something like that. But I think sometimes when you get down to basic value systems, you know, for instance, how you hold the customer, um, you know, what the customer experience is and, and those kinds of things, it's very hard to change people's values. And, and so I don't think we could have done anything differently. I don't think it was a good alignment. I, I, I hope um, that they found a consultant that could help them because they really needed help, but it wasn't something that would, would have been a good project for us. So the only thing would have been, should we have identified it earlier? Should we have been less hopeful, more less hopeful in terms of changing people's value system? Okay. So now when you, when you look back to your own career, um, was there a moment in which you realized that, that collaboration is an essential element for you? Um, I don't know that there was a giant aha moment <laughs> when I, I, I recognized that. I think, I think part of it uh, came from I, I started my business career um, 
really in, in, in earnest, uh, I, I joined IBM as a salesperson. And part of the culture within IBM is one of tremendous collaboration, of tremendous teamwork, and so on. So I think at the, at the very inception of my career through through how I was indoctrinated and how I worked and how I learned how to be successful in IBM, it was a mentality around teamwork, around collaboration, around accomplishing things together. And so I, I don't know that in business I knew that there was any other way of operating. Okay, interesting. So you were raised in collaboration. Yes. <laughs> um, when you look at, at people or organizations who are entering into a kind of business collaboration, what would be your number one recommendation to them? And I can almost um, feel that it goes back to our, the, the beginning of our conversation, but I leave it to well, you. Well, I, I think I think you look at that. I, I think um, you know sometimes, and, and maybe I use it to to shock people, but sometimes I, I, I'd say you should enter collaboration only as a last resort. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, is, is that you, I mean, and by that I mean if you can accomplish it yourself, and, and, and when we look at collaboration, I look at collaboration between organizations, not necessarily within a company, but between organizations. So it's, it's your company and my company, uh, whether it's a, a kind of a channel partnership going to an ultimate end customer or whether it's a, a, a customer vendor part, uh, kind of collaboration is, is, you know, if we're going into a strategic partnership or a strategic alliance, uh, do we really need to do that? Because if you look at the overhead of meshing with another organization, another company, meshing those value systems, meshing the vision, meshing the issues around the resources we assign, the project plan, how we work together, um, how we argue together, how we we move forward together. There's a tremendous amount of overhead on that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I say, I tell people, you know, why do you need to partner uh, or have an alliance in the first place? Use this as the last resort. If you can do it by yourself, you're probably much more effective doing it by yourself. So, and what I really mean people to do is, is, is to think about this, not just rush into it because it's, you know, somebody's uh, flirted with, it's kind of like dating. Somebody's flirted with you and all of a sudden you have this impression of somebody you want to live with the rest of the lot of your life. And maybe all they've done is flirted with you and wanted to have a drink or go out and dance with you and nothing more. Um, so, so I tell people, you know, first use, use collaborate, use a strategic alliance as the last resort. Once you, you do that, you're probably going into an alliance for more of the right reasons than the wrong reasons. So it goes, really goes back to the strategic rationale. The, the, the question, um, why are you entering into an alliance, needs to be very crystal clear. And exactly. Yeah. Okay. Now, you, I know you write a lot on your, your website, your blog. Um, you have a lot of articles uh, about business and uh, about customers and dealing with customers. Mm-hmm. Um, alliances and partnerships come in there as well. Um, from that perspective, I, 
not sure if you've ever written a book. Um, but is there a book, and if you have, please mention, is there a book that you would like to recommend to our readers uh, to read, to our listeners to read, sorry? Yeah, I think there there are a couple of books. One is is I mean, hopefully all your your uh, listeners have read this already. But you know, Mort Hansen's book on collaboration, I think, is is a brilliant book. I, and what that focuses on is is primarily internal collaborations. Um, you know, and and one of the themes that he focuses on is is sometimes we have internal collaborations, internal projects that that fail because we shouldn't be collaborating. And that's kind of that same principle I, I spoke about a few minutes ago. So that's, I mean, kind of a, a foundational book, both on on collaboration in, ger- in general within your organizations, and the lessons can be a- applied to any kind of strategic alliance or partnership. The other one is a bit of an older book, and it's a bit more oriented to sales and marketing professionals. It's It's kind of... It's called Rethinking the Sales Force, and it was written by uh, John, uh, uh, John D. Vincentis and Neil Rackham. Uh, and it's uh, probably one of the best books on thinking about sales strategies and thinking about how you effectively and efficiently reach the customer. And, and within that are some very, very powerful lessons on partnering, on alliances, on channels, on on how different organizations might go to the customer together. Um, it's a very very powerful book. Okay. Well, I'll, I will link to both books uh, into the show notes so that people can easily find them. Um, Super. Thank you. And I certainly know the uh, collaboration book from Morton Hansen, but I didn't know the rethinking sales. So I will look to in, in that to my, myself. Yeah, it's a, I think it came out in the early, mid-90s, and it's been, I think, largely overlooked, but to me it's probably a foundational book in terms of kind of sales deployment strategies, channel strategies, and those sorts of things. Okay. So where can people find more about you, uh, Dave? Uh, probably the best site is... Uh, 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 to read my blog, partnersinexcellenceblog.com. Uh, the second best site is probably our company website, and this is a little difficult. It's uh, E-X-C-E-L-L-E-N-C.com. It looks like the word excellence, but without the last E, and that has that's kind of our overall kind of corporate site. And then I hang out on LinkedIn uh, Twitter, David A. Brock, um, and so on. So I, I engage pretty much in all the different uh, social channels. Okay. I, I know. <laughs> I know. We'll, <laughs> we'll link that too. <laughs> so is there anything that you would like to share that we haven't discussed yet? No, no. I just, I, I one, uh, really appreciate the invitation. This is an important topic. Um, you know, collaboration internally and externally, alliances internally and externally, uh, partnerships internally and externally are critical to all of our individual and organizational futures. I think it's something that we approach far too lightly, far too casually, partly because, you know, everybody wants to use the P word, partnering. It's, it's fashionable, but 
I think uh, people don't do their homework. They don't uh, uh, really look at them. You know, I think you look at a lot of the data and, and the majority of partnerships fail. And those, I think, are just formal partnerships. If you look at a lot of the collaborative efforts, some of more uh, Hansen's uh, uh, data and, and some of the our own experience, we find more and more fails. So I think it's an important discussion to go in in something to be thoughtful about, not just casual about. So I really appreciate the chance to talk to you about this. Thank you. It was a, a pleasure to have you as my guest uh, in the podcast today. Great. Thank you, Peter. So far for my conversation with Dave Brock. As usual, everything we discussed can be found in the show notes. So hop over to petersimons.com and look for the podcast or search for Dave Brock. Oh, and while you're there, please leave a review on iTunes. It will greatly help us to position the podcast and bring the topic of collaboration among businesses into a wider audience. Thanks again. Bye for now. Until next week.